Pokemon Forever, colon, Celebi, and Dash, Voice of the Forest, released October 11th, 2002, almost 20 years to the day. I'm Dilavento. I'm Nick Nundall. And this is Attract Mode. Well, Nick, here we are once again watching a, a a fine Pokemon film. Yeah, you can say that. You can, <laughs> you can say it's a fine film. You could say it's fine, or you'd say it's perfectly fine. Uh, I, those are the two options. Yeah, you can't go anywhere else with this. No, okay, no, no, well, no. I guess it's a fine film then. <laughs> <laughs> if I have only two options and I must pick. Oh, that's interesting because I considered perfectly fine the the lesser of the two. Oh, interesting. What what's your logic there? How do you define? Well, when I say a a fine film, I mean a film oh, of like like well, yes, yeah, of, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. You know, the second half of the poo meme wearing the tuxedo. When I say perfectly fine, I'm like <laughs> inoffensive. It's perfectly fine. What a weird little twist on language that is way more interesting than this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me you did not like Pokemon Forever: Colon Celebi and Dash: Voice of the Forest? I don't know. Maybe it's coming too hot on the heels of a more recent Pokemon movie we just watched. And yeah. I'm like, I struggled to find like myself invested in this one in a big, big way. Just this one, huh? You know what I mean, though? Like <laughs> there, are, there are levels to this thing. Yeah. We can all be sub-zero and still go deeper. Yeah. And, and this we one's could be pretty scorpion. low. We could be in, right. in oh, another shit. realm. If only. If only this were another Mortal Kombat movie. It is a pretty dark pokemon movie compared to oh well maybe not maybe not compared to the other movies but like it it surprises me some of the moments that they have in this one and i will say that that like had moments where i was like oh my god <laughs> like piqued my interest if if not for a long time just for long enough to go like what's going on here yeah so hmm 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 Hmm. how's this movie start dylan let's get right into it well let me tell you it starts with a narration like you come to expect in every pokemon movie except this narration is brought to you by your friend and mine that's right the pewter city gym leader brock for some reason there's no like <laughs> overarching like m- like a meta yeah. thread for him narrating he just right he just let brock do it this time he's not the narrator in other films he's not like he's not in general a storyteller that right. like really guides the audience on any journey but not only that he doesn't like wrap up at the end like come back yes. he doesn't like yeah. interject at all during the film it's just like well here's brock here's brock to tell you how fucking pokemon works because obviously you're going to jump into the fourth pokemon movie not knowing anything about pokemon so you need <laughs> brock Welcome here to the world of pokemon yeah yeah and that's very much what it was it was like this is a world where pokemon exist and you've never heard of them so (laughs) they're like animals but not and they're like pets but also not (laughs) that's that's the sum up of it so it's interesting we start here because i had a little talk with you on the side 
uh, the first version of this I tried to watch, I ran into some issues, just latency issues, and I switched to a different version. And there exists seemingly two versions of this movie, maybe or maybe not fully legitimately, I'm not positive, uh, but in, in one version of this movie, they have this Brock intro, and in another version, it does not. It starts right with like big title screen splash of... Uh, I, I don't know. It's in Japanese, so I can't read it. Um, <laughs> uh, like a logo for the company, and then straight into the movie with Celebi flying through the woods. And I wonder. It, it feels very much like this was added, either maybe on like the English release or like on a DVD years later or something. I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. When you when you were telling me you were running into two different edits, I got very excited that we were going to have like something similar to the first Pokemon movie, where it's yeah. like some some dark deranged like whole like fully, different take yeah. yeah no it doesn't seem to be the case anyway it seems like we're same movie just with this tagged on intro so if you've not seen this if you're watching along at the attract mode home game uh <laughs> you might need to look around on the internet a little bit more to find that wonderful intro voiced by brock yeah Use use your your puzzle rings, your your <laughs> your decoder, yeah. your your Ovaltine brand <laughs> decoder rings will be in the mail soon. Uh, yeah. So I kind of like this intro just because, like, I don't know. I'm I'm a sucker. I'm a fucking sucker. I can I'll admit it. I'm a sucker for Pokemon. Yeah. Like he's like. It also starts so grandiose because it starts in like the fucking like galaxy or solar system and then like yeah. zooms in on the planet yeah. and does like sweeping shots of like Pokemon in the sea and Pokemon in the air and Pokemon in the land. And I was like, ah, yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, I, I will admit that like just that opening kind of got me excited for being in a Pokemon world in a way that even though this movie has a lot of Pokemon hanging out in the woods in it, it doesn't feel one-to-one with the intro like the pokemon who hang out in the woods literally just come out in a line a bunch of times in the in that whereas this tried to make it feel like an ecosystem there's like pokemon doing different things and i mean some of them were kind of just dancing or whatever i don't know but it, it, it was like a world of pokemon was happening and then and then we jump into the movie well let me tell you that's hard to animate yeah that's <laughs> consistently true. nick it's yeah, much easier much... to make them walk in a, in a phalanx <laughs> towards all the main characters um uh, but yeah so the the movie starts properly we have Celebi uh flying through a forest they do this thing a lot in this movie that drives you up a wall um which you know you see it a lot in kind of low budget animated films and it it's kind of frustrating to consider pokemon to be a low budget but they do like try to cut yeah. the corners when they can yeah but celebi is is flying through this forest and the forest is completely cg and they do this thing where it's i don't know if this point it was still traditional animation cells over top the cg it might be because it's 2002 they, they have celebi animating and then the the, the cg kind of moving around but then they kind of like skew and shift the 2d animation on celebi to like cut corners on like having to make it look like perspective warp yeah Yeah. uh and they do that a couple times in the movie and it always kind of bums me out when i see it because it's such an obvious tale of them like all right we we need to get the 2d and 3d working together properly here it's the fox kids style animation and we haven't really seen that in pokemon movies so much but we saw the hell out of it in digimon (laughs) like they do this weird like where can we cut budgets, 3D environments that we can turn a camera around in, and then we just need to make the 2D like 
warp and skew to it. Yeah. It it's so cheap and so ugly and takes me out of animation whether I'm seeing it in 2000 where it was like super prevalent or anytime you see anything like it today even though it's improved I still hate it. I just have this like instant gut reaction of disliking it. Yeah. So Celebi is flying through this forest. Uh, it's being chased by a Houndoom uh, and a Scyther. Houndoom, pretty pretty cool. Second gen Pokemon. It's like a <laughs> devil dog. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. cool. I don't know. I like it. Um, <laughs> we've we've had three movies out at this point that have been strictly in like Generation Two Pokemon territory, which is fascinating to consider. Like how long that gap existed does it line up with game releases or is it that's what i'm thinking like this is before because the next one we'll see i'm pretty sure is in ruby and sapphire territory so i think gotcha i think gold silver and crystal just had a very long lifespan because they were the mm-hmm. second gen like you know red blue yellow kind of like the burgeoning right. popularity of pokemon and then gold silver and, and crystal is like it pokemon taking advantage of like just how much popularity they have and letting that kind of like and also it's like the jump from like a game boy color to a game boy advanced but anyways um (laughs) we get celebi being chased by these two pokemon uh we cut to this kid uh kind of walking by himself through through a different part of the forest and he comes upon this giant tree trunk that i guess like (laughs) <laughs> that <laughs> the gas the gas are here it's an anime you're gonna be like huh? but, but there is a difference you know like this is the first time we're introduced to this character and the first three things the first three lines if you can call them that are just these like dumbfounded gasps um so I, I don't want to interrupt you describe i want to let you continue describing the scene that he's seeing but he just opens his mouth and does this tiny little gasp and then somebody talks to him and then there's another tiny little gasp <laughs> and then they ask him a question and there's a third tiny little gasp before he says any words and it's just a terrible way to introduce a character um who can fully articulate every other conversation he needs to have for the rest of the movie but for some reason is stunned in this intro Look, he's a small, impressionable lad, and he is just yeah. dumbfounded he needed, by he the beauty. Speech to be impressed upon him so that he could learn that skill yes. and start talking. Yes, just like Coco in the previous movie. Right. So he comes upon like this threshold that basically separates like the innermost part of the forest from like the forest edge, and he is approached by this woman who doesn't she like bound down the the tree trunk or something or am i am i just making that up in my head i i I, I couldn't give you recollection on that detail so like yeah but it doesn't matter maybe that does or doesn't yeah so she's like a resident of the forest and she's kind of like hey i i i live here as like kind of like a steward right of the forest or something she has like some sort of connection to the forest um she's like i i warn people not to go in that tunnel right there (laughs) so don't you do it little kid yeah I just uh, wait here all day long. <laughs> right. But here's some bread in case you do decide to go into that tunnel, <laughs> yeah. uh, which she gives him. Um, and he takes the bread. Uh, we just go ahead and say this character's name. This character's name is Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy is sometimes what he's referred to as. Uh, the, 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 the other character, the woman, doesn't really get a name that yeah. I recall. And... So he he ventures deeper into the forest and he kind of he has like a sketchbook with him uh, and he likes taking sketches of Pokemon. Uh, we cut back to this this 
uh, Celebi, who is still being chased by these two Pokemon and kind of gets pinned by them. And this guy kind of rolls up on his motorcycle, his, <laughs> his off-road motorcycle, I guess, to to capture Celebi. And I kind of like this guy's character design. I think it's kind of cool. He's got like a weird like cybernetic eye. And yeah. the rest of him is kind of like Greek cab driver. <laughs> it would have been real interesting if he were like the villain through the rest of the movie because it's a better design than who we end up getting. Oh, I think the other guy's okay, but I uh, do think he's he's over-designed. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so this guy is chasing Celebi. Celebi manages to get away and flies off again and runs into... Uh, no, he uh, then gets caught again by by the two Pokemon and is kind of like being hurt or damaged or like weakened or something. Yeah. And Sam's like, hey, pick on someone your own size. Yeah. And then decides to fight a giant dog and a giant praying mantis with <laughs> fucking blades for hands. I didn't mean me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not your size. <laughs> and uh, this this gives Sylvia a chance to get, get a sense of its surroundings and kind of like uses its... I feel like this, this movie's, for a large portion of it, is bad at kind of communicating the skill ceiling of Celebi, the, the, the skill power of Celebi, because it, it's through the roof or not at all. I'm not sure which in yeah. any given scene. Yeah, it's inconsistent. But at the very least in this scene, Celebi can control nature and kind of summon up vines to like whip at the yeah. the enemy Pokemon and whip them away. And then the bad guy on the motorcycle rolls up and is like, hey, kid, get out of here. I'm trying to capture this Pokemon. And Sam's like, who are you? It's like, I'm a Pokemon hunter because, as we all know, when you introduce yourself in the Pokemon universe, you have to state your name and your profession. But I skipped that <laughs> yeah. first part. So here's my profession. I'm a Pokemon <laughs> hunter. Um, which I know we made fun of the last episode, but it's weird how actually <laughs> prescient yes. that is. It's, it is. It is the thing that you do. You just, you just introduce who you are and what you do. And... So they kind of like, I don't know, exchange words. Celebi breaks loose. Sam manages to like get a hold of Celebi and run away with it. And something important that the woman mentioned that we forgot to mention last episode, actually, is that Celebi also has the ability to travel through time. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the thing. I, did you say you forgot to mention that last time? Because I didn't know that shit. Oh, well, they stated it in the previous movie we saw. Oh, okay. I guess yeah. I missed that. But yeah, and they they don't really like give a lot of rules for traveling through time either. That seems like a pretty big power for a Pokemon you can catch. Yeah. I, I think I have a Celebi in my like bank. Congrats. And... You have control over space time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't know that. What could I be doing with that? Be doing such cool stuff. You can go back and kill pokemon hitler whoa <laughs> shit but yeah but like in the previous movie the the way that comes up is when they talk to when when they talk about how celebi just abandons the jungle when mm-hmm. things get tough it's they also mention it's time travel ability and also that like when that happens celebi also leaves behind an egg 
and then that's the connection <laughs> between like yeah it's just it's just a bunch of bullshit that they just kind of like yeah. rattle off but that's worst the worst guardian of the forest <laughs> but that's the connection between i believe zarud dada zarud and, and celebi is that i believe dada zarud is? is celebi's son is the uh, zarud was the pokemon that hatched from the egg i think is the implication there are you what yeah <laughs> how does that happen i don't know I mean, Pokemon can give birth to other types of Pokemon. We all know uh, this. Ditto can, right? Isn't no, that... all Pokemon. If oh, really? Two, if you have two different Pokemon, but are in the same egg group, I think the Pokemon it inherits what, what Pokemon it is from one of its parents, and then it inherits its moveset from the other parent. Okay. That makes sense in a game system. Sure. Yeah. So... So, so specifically, Celebi mated with a, yes. the old man Zarude. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> the elder okay even even though all of the zarud have no ability to befriend other pokemon until dada zarud makes them have that ability through his son uh that gets weird <laughs> the just, just don't think about it just don't think about it yeah, so hard yeah just like the pokemon writers don't right but back to this movie pokemon hunter and his his bad pokemon corner sam and the celebi and in a in a fit of terror um in flight or fight mentality celebi teleports sam and itself away throws them through time yes. we don't we don't yeah. know when we don't know where just well we kind of know when <laughs> only by a narrative like expectation yeah not not in the universe of the movie at this moment we don't know when but we all know when we all know the we present know. yes um so we 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 cut to our intrepid hero ash ketchum ashley ketchum he <laughs> he is uh once again on a journey he's he's on a quest to to be the very best like no one ever was um he's about to miss his boat because he's a stupid kid and he decides hey i should have a pokemon fight in the middle of this town square instead of catching this ferry they need to get and this is like the whole intro and they do the same thing that they've been doing for pretty much all the preceding movies in chronological order for the first three is that there's a pokemon fight uh with the with music playing over top of it and they do like yeah, a remix I mean, of the theme the, song kids will get bored have a pokemon fight moment yeah too too much plot better have a meaningless fight and then also a song why always a song i don't know and never are the songs good like <laughs> i mean this one's just the pokemon original theme song like it's okay it's not though because it's like a remixed version yeah, yeah it's a cover different vocals different guitar and it has i'm fairly certain it has different lyrics in it oh uh, well like, so a, a verse it's uh it's a it's the like full extended version the, okay. The, the original Pokemon theme song does have these lyrics, or at the very least has extended lyrics. They're just not used in the actual yeah. theme song. My wife came in while I was watching this part, and she said, I'm sorry, and walked out. <laughs> you know, that's true love. That's true love yeah. right there. Yeah. That's just marital support. Yes. So they get on this ferry. They go downriver. 
Um, well, Ash almost fucking dies when he tries to catch the ferry, actually, because he runs to the end of the dock and leaps like an idiot. <laughs> and and Brock like holds his hand out to try to catch him, and they miss each other by like inches. And then this other guy, this Good Samaritan, just kind of like leans over the side and grabs Ash by the jacket and pulls him onto the boat. And then they have a back and forth. This guy is like. They don't give this guy a name either, but he do they? No. Does he introduce himself? No, I don't okay, think so. but he's just like kind of this very broy dude. He's got he's got his puka shell necklace. Um, he's like I'm a cool guy. Look at my Mickey Mouse gloves. <laughs> and they're going, they're going down river, and they lean over the side of the boat, and and they look out and they see what appears to be a Suicune, another one of the the legendary dogs. You know, Pokemon Three had the had the Entei. Now we got the the Suicune. Fuck Raikou. No one cares about Raikou. Um, and Ash sees this Pokemon and goes, whoa, is that a Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else would it be, Ash? It's just your entire existence wraps around these creatures. Like, there is yeah. no portion of your society that is not in some way intertwined with these fucking monsters what else could it fucking be? Are there mundane animals in the Pokemon universe? I think I might have asked this before. You've, you've asked this before, and I'm pretty sure no. I'm pretty sure it's straight up like... No, just mundane birds, fish, right? anything else. Yes. Not even little bugs? Like, is every Pokemon... Every bug in the Pokemon universe is a, like, cat or bigger sized yeah. bug? Yeah. What the fuck? Let me tell you. The good eating yeah well sure <laughs> i mean i would definitely eat a bug pokemon <laughs> unless unless that zarud movie teaches us that they're all fucking sentient and sapient and i'm a monster and everyone else in the world who has ever touched uh eaten a pokemon touched a pokemon <laughs> trained a pokemon forced one to battle all of it's bad everything is bad even without that movie it's all bad <laughs> it's, it's bad all the way down it's all corrupt yeah burn it all down with a fire Pokemon. So yes. they keep going down river. They stop at this this other town. Uh, the fucking broy guy is like, oh, I'll take you to my towns, dude. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, hey, and so they stop at this kind of uh, uh, other town. Ash Ash gets on the horn. It's weird because it looks like they just went back to the previous town, right? Yeah. Am I, am I yes. crazy? Like no, the, the set design right. looks exactly the same. They get on the horn with with Professor Oak, and they're like, "Whoa, Professor, we saw this really weird Pokemon." And he just kind of pulls up like this ancient tome he had uh, of like kind of like a hieroglyphic looking illustration. And he's like, "Was it this Pokemon?" And they're like, "Yeah, Professor, that's it." He's like, "Oh, that's a Suicune. I've seen one of those before." And it's like, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> then why the fuck isn't in your Pokedex that you gave me? <laughs> why why don't you have an entry for it, asshole? <laughs> Look, the thing is, he's actually a bad. It's a it's a falsified doctorate. He's he's actually yes. a fake. He's just sending small children out to like get his parcels, bring back his parcels, which are drugs. They're just yeah. his drug drops. Credentials? No, my my parents named me Professor <laughs> Professor Oak. <laughs> First name Professor, last name Oak. Yeah. Um. And and they're like, oh cool, Suicune. Uh, we'll try to catch it. 
and then they hang up and he's like oh there was more i was going to tell them but okay <laughs> oh well and so they get a ride with uh the the other guy um yeah, I'm just gonna call him like Chad or something. I don't know, Chad. Yeah, he's he's a Chad. He's, he's a Chad. Chad. And they get a ride with Chad, and they get in his boat. And his boat is just kind of like a regular motorboat with like two pontoons on the side. And they take it, you know, on a, on a separate stream. And then he's like, "Yo, bro, check this out!" And he hits a button on his boat, and the pontoons kind of fold up over top the boat, and then inflate, mm-hmm. and then they just fly. <laughs> up to the ewok city yes exactly they're they're tree houses they're literal adult tree houses yeah um i would live there that'd be pretty cool that'd be cool i mean so they have this elderly woman here though and how does she like get around she just never leaves okay (laughs) because they have like a ladder that leads from her house to the ground Mm -hmm. but that can't be safe for someone her age to to navigate if you're doing it all your life, you've got that muscle buildup and memory, you know, like I suppose she she's let's not let's not dismiss her abilities. She's fully capable. Look, I'm just <laughs> saying one slip and like that's well, it for her. Yeah. Also, Team Rocket's following them. Yeah, they're here like they always are. Yeah. This I, I complained last movie about them not like being fun comic relief and even less so this time. Like, very little to do for them. They have a couple moments, you know, and a couple of, like, exposition moments. Uh, but a lot less for them to do, I felt like, in this one. A lot less, like, oh, look, it's them. And, and more just, like, yep, they're here. Don't worry. The, the box has been checked. Yep. Team Rocket appearance. Got it. Yep. But, uh, yeah, they make it to this town. <laughs> so there's, like, a like a dry dock, like an air dock for, for Chad to land yeah. his flying boat in. All the logistics here seem like a nightmare. Preposterous. There's yeah. no reason for it other than like, well, wouldn't this be cool? Yeah, let's put it in. Like there's, there's zero like thought process to the Pokemon world building when they do something like this. Uh, cut to the Pokemon hunter that we saw previously with his the guy with the cybernetic eye and his cabbie hat being thrown up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And it's uh he he looks pretty he looks older he looks gray and he is being threatened by this uh luchador gimp i think would be the most accurate way <laughs> wow to describe him <laughs> okay yeah um he's he's this crazy like you said over designed uh, they call him the Marauder, I guess, or Iron Marauder. The is that Iron Mast Marauder. Iron Mast Marauder. Yeah, he's got this weird iron helmet on that's like golden color and has just like like it. I I imagine it's supposed to be like lenses over his eyes or something, but they look just look like black ovals that have like lines through them. Like it would be impossible <laughs> to see through them. Yeah, and he just walks around, uh, you know, completely blinded by his like, helmet at all like times. Eighties shutter shades. Yeah, but worse. So much worse. And then he's got like a Captain Marvel-esque like mohawk mm-hmm. slot open at yeah. the top of his mask to fit that. And a big old bushy goatee. Yeah. And then he's got a like a, a, a crop top red leather jacket. <laughs> oh, I, I would assume it's metal. Oh, like okay. more iron. Sure, 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 but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still is very crop toppy. Yeah. <laughs> 
and then you got half off Mandalorian armor. Yeah, but then the back like comes down in two coattails down to his waist, <laughs> yeah. and then it has a a Team Rocket R on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is he is a member. He is a enlisted member of the 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 Team Rocket. I wish. It's also always confusing though. You think like ash and friends must have like a very low opinion of team rocket because to them team rocket is two bumbling imbeciles in their cat right. not a world-class crime organization yeah yeah this massive syndicate with like like stealth operatives and like assassins and all of this stuff and warlords <laughs> exactly yeah. um but so the iron mass marauder uh imm IMM is interrogating this Pokemon hunter about the whereabouts of Celebi. Which is mighty convenient that he would have seen that thing 40 years ago, and this guy shows up today to, yeah. to interrogate Yeah, him. of all days. Yeah. It's also convenient that this old man hasn't, like, forgotten or have Alzheimer's or something. Yeah. Where's the yeah, Celebi? Yeah. Huh? The Celebi what? <laughs> I don't have any celery. Yeah. <laughs> Please go away. And then he hits his life alert. <laughs> Please get me help. <laughs> been attacked by a, a strange comic book character. <laughs> this this Mexican wrestler came into my home. I think he has a leather fetish. Yeah. But so IMM drags this guy out of his property and he he just lives in like this kind of like toppled over metal grain silo looking thing in like a desert. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was the forest. I thought this was the forest 40 years in the future. And I was like, oh, shit, like the 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 forest has been decimated. The removal of Celebi, the guardian of the forest, has <laughs> fucked things up quite As a bit. As we know from past history, when yes. Celebi leaves the forest, the, the whatever habitat it was protecting is always in trouble it, it definitely like goes super yeah. downhill yeah uh d- definitely doesn't like just maintain the status quo at all uh <laughs> but the 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 iron mass marauder is is saying like you gotta tell me where selby is or i'm gonna fuck up your pokemon and he's like do your worst and he's like fine and he like summons his caesar and the Caesar, and there's a bunch of like Pokemon outside in cages, and there's like a Tyranitar, and the Caesar comes up and slashes open the Tyranitar's cages, bars, and the Tyranitar, for being this giant ass dinosaur, like sheepishly waddles out <laughs> of its cage, and the Marauders like, let me show you what I can do, go Dark Ball, and he throws this black Pokeball at the Tyranitar. And captures it without any effort. And the Pokemon Hunter is like, what did you do? And he's like, this is a dark ball. It makes Pokemon evil and also yes. raises their level to max. Which, like, I, I don't mind a competent villain. I don't mind a villain with MacGuffins. But that seems so, like just basic right <laughs> like i have the most powerful technology in the world and it's evil and it's mine um but yeah so he could just capture any pokemon whether somebody else has already captured it or not it seems like you said effortless it has no chance of breaking out almost like it's just an ultimate i win ball but also how does one make a creature evil yeah right what does that mean <laughs> what is he the does ma- he, at <laughs> some point 
later when he catches one of the other Pokemon, he says, the Pokemon you knew is dead and gone. Now there's only the evil one. So it's almost like he's like, I killed its personality. I have like fully, you know, what Pokemon are and how they digitize them to keep them in these little Pokeballs and store them on computers and all of that. Like, is there anything that is a Pokemon after you catch it in a Pokeball? Like, or is it like this data clone of it that right, can Rene be projected into all right fucking we're gonna get this philosophical about the nature of pokemon i i mean i'm just saying if you could control something and turn it into data i was bring just back, bringing up a simple philosophical question about the nature of hey, morality Dylan, here's another thing in star trek when they use the transporter pod like right right when you go yeah. through the transporter and you get dissected down to your atoms and you get sent across space and then rebuilt together is that the real you? Are yeah, you dead? Yeah, Did yeah. you die and create a clone somewhere else? Let me tell you about the Pokeball of Theseus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So he captures T-Rexatar yeah. and Godzilla-tar and says, all right, I, I know where your Pokemon is. Or, or, or not, I know where. The the other guy says, the Pokemon was in the forest <laughs> great awesome <laughs> yeah that's super helpful i'm gonna go yeah. now all right i'm off to the forest and i'm keeping your evil t-rex yeah um and he does like bring it back out and for some reason it's changed color it's like a darker green yeah. than before and that's has... what it means to be evil <gasps> um but cut back to ash and gang They've talked to Chad. They then meet kind of like this elderly woman that we kind of brought up before. And hey, she looks kind of familiar. She looks like someone we met before, but possibly older. Huh. I wonder huh. how that could happen in a movie with a Pokemon that can travel through time. I don't know. It'll forever be a mystery. Yeah. But after talking to these folks, they decide to go through this uh, this tunnel that's in this giant tree trunk. That kind of leads them to the innermost part of the forest. And in there, they go and find this kind of like ancient shrine that's all moss covered and whatever. And there's this big white glowing light. And then Mm -hmm. who would show up but this weird kid. He kind of shows up on what looks like the, um, the shrine that the like Master Sword is in too. Big Zelda fans, the Pokemon company. But yeah, they're like, oh. Uh, okay, there's this kid here, and they and Ash, a ten year old. I guess the logistics of this work out, but he kind of lifts up. I guess this other ten year old on his back, yes. and yeah. then carries him back to the village. Uh, Meanwhile, Brock, who is considerably older, watches. <laughs> right, right. Oh, you mean the guy studying to be a Pokemon breeder? Yeah, <laughs> the first woman he sees says, "My, I'm sweating to be a Pokemon breeder, but my specialty is in human relations. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Yeah, that also would make you a bad Pokemon breeder if you say outright that <laughs> yeah. your specialty is not in the thing that you're training to be. Yeah. Uh, again, um, oh, 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 everyone fucking introduces themselves and what they fucking do. Like, if mm-hmm. fucking Misty's like, I'm Misty, and my specialty is water Pokemon, and I'm mm-hmm. Ash, and I'm trained to be a Pokemon master, and it's like, no one gives a shit, all right? Who asked? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're te- like if a 10-year-old came up to me and was like, I'm training to be an astronaut, I'm like, good for you, kid, I guess. Go yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, why am I still... Where are your parents? (laughs) Right. Why? (laughs) What do you mean they live, like, literally hours away and you just talk to them every once once in a while? But so they bring Sam back to the the village um, and he kind of comes to and he, like, freaks out for some reason. I guess that's that's what happens when you travel through time. You just kind of, like, lose your senses for a little bit. Yeah. Super disorienting. Yeah. Um, But they kind of calm him down and chad and the elderly woman and the elderly woman's granddaughter kind of approach mm-hmm. him and the elderly woman's like oh you're back and he's like whoa get away from me creepy old lady <laughs> <laughs> and hey turns out this old lady is the woman that gave him the bread and told him about the forest and celebi and celebi's time travel yeah you're blowing my mind plot Dylan. twist bing, 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 bing. i please leave that pause in that just like fuck (laughs) gotta talk more about this yeah all right so they they reintroduce themselves they acclimate themselves to the the time that they're in and uh you know catch up on celebi lore for ash and the rest of them so everyone's all all up to date on oh time travel is a real thing that we can definitely do now and uh meanwhile the Iron Marauder is coming, right? Yeah. He's a coming. He's a coming. He's coming. He's st- storming through the woods on another fucking giant mech thing, like much like the Zarud movie. Okay, if 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 you work on a Pokemon movie, you must be now required by law to watch all the previous Pokemon movies cuz I am sick of seeing yeah. these same tropes over and over again. Forest yeah. mech yeah uh healing waters which we haven't gotten to yet but are definitely a thing in this yep what what else is in a pokemon movie must have definitely a, a like a side protagonist you know like ash is there but yes there a is foil a, there to is ash a, catch him yeah but it's almost like that foil is really the protagonist of the movie right and most of these like ash is almost like mad max he's this wandering character who shows up <laughs> what a wild <laughs> comparison but it's accurate right yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 he just he just blows into town and yeah. solves whatever the local problem is and then leaves yeah man i want that crossover though <laughs> yeah mad ash yeah yeah <laughs> they killed his pikachu <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and now he's out for revenge yeah Fuck, that'd be rad. <laughs> a dark, like super gritty post-apocalyptic Pokemon. Um so Ash and crew, Ash and Sam and everybody else, they go for a walk in the woods for reasons I'm not entirely sure of, but uh, they're following to find Celebi. Well, ultimately, yeah. They they see a bunch of Pokemon gathered and they're like oh uh, what's going on there why are all those pokemon surrounding that giant giant redwood tree that's like tipped over uh so ash and sam climb up it and they do in fact find celebi in like a weakened scared state like a like a kitten that's hiding under a car like just terrified and and waiting there um ash and sam climb this uh giant tree by themselves uh Misty makes a comparison to Ash being a manky, which I particularly liked. Um, and yeah, they just go there and find Celebi, like you said, kind of like cowered in this opening, um, kind of like an owl hole. 
in a tree and try to calm it down and kind of slowly are able to like reach out to it. Celebi is still injured and like we mentioned, hey, you know what worked before in Pokemon movies? Uh, healing spring of water. Why don't we just use that old chest set again? And so they take Celebi to kind of, I, I, I assume, the deepest, darkest part of the forest. <laughs> yeah, wherever it is. Yeah, and, and I mean, they make it seem like it's this like s- secret thing that's like impossible to find, but they, I mean, they just walk to it. And they also yep. have flying machines, so they could probably see it from the air. And they they take Celebi there, and they and they lay it down into the water. Now, isn't there a fight first on the way there? Like they start, they're cradling like weakened Celebi, and then all of a sudden, that Marauder shows up. Oh, you might be right. Sort actually, of, yeah. yeah. So he shows up on this giant mech that's like a like a. I don't know. It's like a four-legged bug walking iron it, thing. It reminds me a lot of the the mechs in The Incredibles, like the spheroid yeah. spider mech yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he uh, he pulls out that same Tyranitar and attacks the the group because I guess he just like zeroes in on them having the Celebi and is like, "Yep, this is it." Uh, and then the other Team Rocket folks join in, and they're like, "Oh, we're all Team Rocket. Let's let's be pals." Yeah. Um, and they like idolize the Iron Mask Marauder for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he's like this legendary like badass in their organization, which I do. He is certainly more competent than a lot of. Well, certainly more competent than them. Uh, but I do sort of like him. You know, like being someone who is a dangerous member of Team Rocket to show up. Sure. Um, but they had that in the previous Healing Spring movie with the Mewtwo and the Agent Ninety Nine yeah. or whatever the hell her name was. That's that's true, actually. <laughs> yeah. So this turns into like a big fight between Sizor. What's the cat with like the blades? Oh, Sneasel. Sizor Sneasel, uh, and then Ash's uh, Bayleaf. Which yeah, I forget they named a fucking Pokemon. Bay Bay leaf. Leaf. <laughs> yeah, what a terrible name and then apparently uh, sam has pokemon too and he has a a charmeleon and he's like yeah. oh we're gonna pokemon battle great and he pulls out this fucking like steampunk ass screw top pokeball that sc- he- i love the screw top <laughs> it's good it is so good and it's not a screw top like he pops off the top and it's open it's more like he's like unscrewing a lock like it's got a, a screw locking mechanism and he unscrews it and then the whole ball opens up from the middle yeah I it's it works so much better for me that it's like this old manual pokeball as compared to I guess they're going to do in the upcoming RCS game like yeah. acorns are pokeballs. Well that's so how it like, was in gold silver and, and crystal. Oh really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Okay. So apricorns I believe is what they were called and yeah, it's like the special nut that you bring to this guy and he would carve you special pokeballs and it was like this, you know, very like old tradition handed down generation after generation and then gotcha. in, yeah arceus they have something similar but you can see what they are and they're kind of like this weird steam power thing where you throw the pokeball and instead of it being like do 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 and it clicks it's like this thing that kind of like shudders like it's like made of wood and iron and then mm-hmm. like when it captures the pokemon like a the the a pin drops on the top and then steam pushes out of okay. it okay I haven't seen all that, so maybe that does work better for me now that you've described it that way. That actually seems like it could work too. Yeah, but I liked I liked this a lot. The like manual crank yeah. is so good. Right, right, right. It's like small moments of world building like that work for me so well. 
I just wish um, it was more consistent and right, exactly more cohesive. Exactly. It's like, why does this guy have this giant mech? Why does anyone want for anything when you can just teleport creatures instantaneously across the world? Yes, exactly. Like, like this is like Star Trek type sci-fi. Like, and in Star Trek, it's a utopia because everyone has <laughs> right all the base necessities met. Yes, absolutely. It's it's a heck of a thing. <laughs> a heck of a thing that capitalism heck. still exists in this sterile <laughs> yeah. cyberpunk future. Uh, so they defeat those Pokemon. They then they go to the lake. I think. Yeah. Um. They get away. Injured. Yeah. And 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 wouldn't you know it? Healing waters do the job, and you put put a Pokemon in the water and drown it for five minutes, <laughs> and you'll get a fresh Pokemon back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where do they go after the lake, though? Well, we should add just another item, line okay. item to Celebi's power list is that Celebi can also make other people fly with yes. its telekinesis. Yes. And I, I assume it works similarly to how Mewtwo can make other people fly, but in Mewtwo's case, it seems like an active thing that he has to consciously, you know, stay aware of and, 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 commit to where Celebi I feel like just generates a force field or something around the person and then they could fly autonomously mm-hmm. so yeah th- you have an anti-gravity field around you yeah yeah so that's cool yeah Celebi's super hyped up and makes everybody fly so they can have a good fun time yeah and is there another song here is there a montage of some it just kind, might be it... like an orchestral instrumental okay, song like a but, sweep yeah, yeah. um I, I cannot remember for the life of me what the next scene is. I just there, there's definitely like a sleepover scene. It's the berries that look like the best fucking berries. I swear to God, they're like wow. they're like crunch berry, like Captain Crunch. Uh-huh. Like they bite into these berries. So yeah, it is just like a bonding, like you said, like sleepover scene. Like they're they're hanging out, they're camping the celebi shows them some tree and they spend so much time and i've never wanted cartoon food so much they bite into these berries and they have this hard crunch it doesn't sound like a moist fruit it has a hard crunch and i'm like god why does that look good and sound good what what is wrong with me that i want that because you um, a box of crunch berries i guess yeah satisfy like, this I'm need absolutely absolutely desiring crunch berries after watching this stupid movie um but this is also where Ash gets to see um, the book, the like journal. Yes. Which does it have a lot of significance? I know it shows up one more time later in the movie. That's basically it. Like, uh, yeah. Um, Sam draws a picture of Pikachu and Celebi sleeping next to each other, all cute. Like um, when they when they make camp and they just kind of they just kind of bond over that and talk. And there was also a point. And, and the movie kind of addresses this, but I was thinking about it as well. And I was like, Sam sure is taking it pretty well for a kid <laughs> that's been flung 40 years into the future. Yeah. At which point, <laughs> Ash says something like, I'm glad I'm in my own time and not trapped in the future like you are. <laughs> like, I don't know what the exact quote is, but that is the sentiment of it. Yeah. It's fucking awful. Yeah. And then he's also like, man, I miss my mom. 
Oh, uh, and then just looks at Sam. It's like, yeah. Oh, I guess. Oh, your mom's probably dead, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like this whole, this whole. If I was flung forty years into the future, and like they are, they are only over the course of some time put in in peril. It's not like Sam is transported into the future and is put in immediate peril, right? He runs back to the forest to find Celebi. That would not be my first priority if I were being quite frank. My first priority might be what is the state of my friends and family 40 you know, years I'm going to disagree with you on that only because Celebi is the means of time travel. And if you're hoping to get back, I suppose. you need to find Celebi. So like, you get Celebi first, but then, it, yeah, you've got your other priorities but as i guess well. but they don't but they don't directly say that it's not like sam wants to go back into the forest to find celebi so he can go back in time it's like he wants right. to find celebi because that's his new best friend and yeah, wants i'm to a make pokemon sure. trainer and i need it yeah <laughs> <laughs> gotta catch it yeah haven't you heard the song gotta catch them all it's brand new it was just written <laughs> in my time <laughs> <laughs> and they're like oh that like golden oldie yeah no one listens to that anymore we've got new remakes yeah didn't you listen to the beginning of this movie? <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> um, been hiding under a rock for 40 years. <laughs> Come on, Rip Van Winkle. Let's go. <laughs> so they they make camp. They wake back up. It's a big butterfree, like, yeah. Cell- I don't know what, uh, yeah. migration, I guess would be the word. Yeah, a bunch of metapods migration. evolving mm-hmm. into into butterfree and flying off. Yeah, lots of bonding. Yeah. Like, oh, isn't this beautiful? This thing that is not time relevant, so it could have happened in your time or this time, <laughs> but will hopefully make you be okay with being in this time. <laughs> they should have made them, like, future butterfree with, like, lasers or something. Yeah. Cyber butterfree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's good reason for this on an emotional hook that they're trying to land, which is that Sam and Ash are becoming, like, super close friends, because they are really, like, parallels, right? Like, yeah. Sam is the Ash of 40 years ago. But also, 40 years, he'd only be, like, 50 yeah. in the present day. So <laughs> that's an interesting angle. Um, so they have their bonding moment, and then they're going like, probably back to like the old woman, the elderly woman, um, when they run into the Marauder again. Yes. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm not just a giant robot from The Incredibles. I also have Dr. Octopus tentacles. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. They're pretty gnarly looking. They're like big sharp blades on the end and they're red to like make them stand out more. Yeah. And they're electrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, keep going. You keep going. You tell I, me what happens. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I part of me just wants to blitz through this because it just yeah. is just so boring and just just not there's no unique hook to it it's like as much as i like pokemon movies for like like you said like that emotion those emotional beats that i think it hits really well it's just this part's just like oh this is the endless string of fights yeah yeah they they fight and what's different about this when they fight the iron mass marauder uh the iron mass marauder successfully grabs celebi electrocutes it with one of its doc ock tentacles mm-hmm. and then successfully captures it with a dark ball yeah 
which is you know kind of the twist like the kind of the new angle it's like oh he successfully corrupted this pokemon um that like you said before like it describes as your friend that you knew previously is dead and gone like they don't exist anymore and re-releases celebi out of the dark ball and it's all like kind of zombified looking and it's like pupils are like super narrow and has it kind of start wrecking havoc on the forest and he builds like this giant what is first like a thorny shell thing mm-hmm. and but just becomes a plant mech <laughs> yeah just a giant wooden mech which you know this Sam, at the very least, has a fire Pokemon. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Burn that motherfucker down. <laughs> Granted, I think the Celebi is probably powerful enough to make a few more of them if they need be, but yeah. you can keep burning them down. You know what? This just Let's just see where this plays out if we keep on going, if we <laughs> yeah, burn down yeah. the entire forest. Yeah. That's, um, the, that's, that's the thing people should take away from this. You know, if you have a problem <laughs> with... Just burn down the forest. Woodland creatures. <laughs> yeah we did master wayne we burned it all down um jesse gets sucked into the mech as it's getting created this is also the to just backtrack a little bit where once celebi's in the dark ball ash tries to like grab the dark ball and <laughs> fucking iron marauder with presumably iron to match boots crushes his hand just steps on it and you like feel the like tension of him like pressing down uh on ash's fingers and he's like i think that's my dark ball you have there (laughs) he's just doing this to a fucking child yeah and i will say that is like what makes him stand apart as a villain is he is willing to use tools outside of just like fine we'll have a pokemon battle and he's willing to fucking beat up a kid if he needs to and to, to do his evil task and for some reason make him pass out from the pain i guess, I guess. like he goes yeah. in the shock it was just very weird because he just like kind of like weakly goes uh, uh, and then just kind of uh, passes yeah. out like giving yeah. up almost but yeah so giant wood mech being piloted by celebi uh jesse is trapped inside of it because when celebi creates it it just kind of like hovers over the lake and like sucks up a bunch of just a bunch of wooden stuff um jesse is kind of like hey mr marauder can you let me go and he's like no i need a witness and like a witness for what it's like a witness (laughs) for my immense power yeah Yeah. witness me it is the mad max crossover (laughs) finally we're here yeah i mean with the with the old pokemon hunter and the and the motorcycle and then that old dusty kind of wasteland we're almost there yeah do not let yourself become addicted to magical waters (laughs) (laughs) and uh basically the mass marauder is not uh and jesse's like oh like yeah this is pretty impressive like it'll be really cool when you give this pokemon over to the boss and he's like i I don't i don't want to give it a giovanni yeah what the fuck i don't give (laughs) a shit this pokemon i've got a time travel pokemon yeah like i have the most powerful pokemon ever which is interesting to think about is time travel the most powerful ability i arguably right i mean there's that component but also in a totodo fight would this guy with the Celebi be more powerful than Giovanni with the Mewtwo? Specifically Giovanni with the Mewtwo, not Mewtwo just on its own? Um, well, I guess Mewtwo in general, but I'm thinking of like 
if you what is a power ranking on something right, like right. that but, like ostensibly like the all these team rocket agents don't know what giovanni is cooking up in his labs that being mewtwo mm-hmm. at the at the at the height of it and so if if the marauder just rolled up with celebi and was like giovanni i'm taking over and then giovanni's just like well i got this fucking psychic pokemon that i developed in a lab let's let's rock and roll like i'm i am curious who would come out on top but it's like the baby hitler situation you just go back in time and kill baby giovanni baby giovanni yeah (laughs) and then you win yeah little orange suit in in the crib goo goo gaga i do i do think this movie has interesting implications on the nature of time travel that we'll have to get to towards the end yeah um but like with that kind of thing, if you kill baby Giovanni, do you never become team rocket in the first place? Right. <laughs> Is it a parallel? Yeah. So you never like what, driven what to capture Celebi. Right. Yeah. How do, how do the paradoxes work in this universe? Um, you got to establish some rules for time travel and this movie does not. And we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so giant, giant mech like shoots Ash and crew out of the sky. They're in that, uh, that floating yeah. uh, the, boat. The river <laughs> boat. boat. The river yeah. boat dirigible. I mean, it's literally what it is. Yeah. Um and uh oh gosh. I mean I don't know what the steps are from that mm-hmm. point to the point that we need to get to, but eventually they make their way into the mech, specifically Ash and Sam. Mm-hmm. And uh and I know, like, the forest Pokemon at some point kind of, like, help a little bit. Oh, yeah. Suicune? Suicune. Suicune. Around this time, anyway. Yes. <laughs> it's like, like, starts off on a mountain is like, <gasps> trouble's afoot. Right. <laughs> like, races down. Yeah. A sense of disturbance of the forest. So he races down to help. Uh, and I guess just kind of, like makes the party, like, is, is like the travel for the party, like, gets them on his back. And, yeah carries them to another pokemon fight like a good um, horse dog that he is yeah um and yeah i kind of hate how they just shoehorn suicune into this movie because yeah. he really is unimportant he's really just a deus ex machina when you get right down to it and but yeah he like helps them travel up the mech he like gets caught by in Celebi's grasp and like kind of tortured with like psychic bolts or something mm-hmm. um but this gives Ash and Sam an opportunity to get into the the guts of this wood mech and kind of talk to Celebi and try to convince it to like remember who we are, remember remember everything, remember the berries, remember the berries, the good times. Yeah, let's let the good times roll again, Celebi. <laughs> yeah, and Celebi snaps out of it, just like oh yeah, shit. Is that like the most disappointing, obvious? climax to a film like this or does that work for you i don't know if it works for me i mean like the thing i think about about a pokemon movie or most movies in general i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah. is that you know the good guys are ultimately going to win you're never going to yeah. have a pokemon movie where like ash fails ultimately right. like at the end like there has to be a resolution and a return to normalcy so yeah. like you gotta see it coming it's just it's it's how do we get there right it's about the kind of it's the journey not the destination yeah and i again this is the first one i'm pretty sure that i haven't seen all of all the way through 
So I was legitimately surprised when Celebi was caught because it was kind of like... Yeah, that's a good twist. Yeah, they set up the stakes there. It only has one place it can go, which is and Celebi will be uncaught. Yes. <laughs> you know? and, and if the method of being uncaught is just, hey, remember, then it doesn't feel very earned to me. I mean, or, or it's so tropey that it's overdone. And granted, I am asking a lot of Pokemon movies. And I understand to, to like to raise this complaint is maybe silly. But, but look at comparatively how the other movies we've seen through the course of this podcast have fumbled even this much. I won't much. and I can't. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Fair enough. I will say it's, it's like at least Pokemon like brings up at least a one tier up higher level of consideration compared to compared to the other movies we've seen here. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. You mean compared to like all of the litany of fighting game movies, yes, which just yes. end with punch him harder in the end. Right, exactly. Yes, okay. Yeah, throw an airplane at him and then punch him. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I will, I agree there. They have a, they have a, a direct, a, a trajectory, a direction that they're heading. So they manage to get Celebi out of this thing and wake it up, but it comes out in like the worst, most shriveled, uh-huh. awful looking form. I will say that hit me a little bit where I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like they by the power of like fighting the Dark Ball, the Dark Ball on um the Marauder like literally explodes on his vest because it's like you know, the power it has over the Pokemon is being challenged and it over overheats or something. I don't know, shorts out. Yeah. Um, but, but in making the effort to do that, it saps all of Celebi's power. So it is now this, like, like if you leave vegetables in the fridge for too long, <laughs> I was about looks... to say the celery has gone bad. <laughs> yes. It's all wrinkled and disgusting and, and really genuinely sad looking. Um, and they're like, Oh, I know what we can do. The waters that we've used a bunch of times already. Uh, so they go back to the healing waters only like you said, kind of shoehorned in the healing waters are now corrupted because the mech like fell apart into it or whatever, the, which the plant mech. Yeah. How does that work? Cause it was yeah. just made of plants. Yeah. Too much dirt added to this lake oh, with a dirt sh- bottom. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in doing that, um, they are able to, well, sort of help Celebi, uh, the it, they they bring it to the water the water's too corrupt they remember out of what i don't remember if it's established at any point but suicune can cleanse waters that's yeah. just, it's one of its powers so they let suicune cleanse the water leaps across the lake and leaves like little rings of light that that heal the water they put celebi in it and like it starts to heal <laughs> still looking like et this like shriveled (laughs) motherfucker uh ash pulls it out of the water i think just leave it in there for a minute let it soak up a little bit yeah it is like you know it is withered it maybe needs to rehydrate um and he's like the berries (laughs) remember the berries (laughs) celery we had such a good time with the berries and he starts like dropping them at its mouth oh i i didn't i didn't read it as that i thought he was force feeding these like berries into, his lips. into yeah. this corpse which well, was... they fall out of like they fall off like the mouth never opens enough right to right eat right like roll off yeah, yeah it's like rigor mortis has already set in on the lips <laughs> yeah. yeah um 
And then, much like the first Pokemon movie, the magic of sad boys <laughs> saves all. Yeah. And God shows Ash, up. Ash and Sam and Brock and then everyone else collectively, Misty and the elderly woman and all the sad Pokemon cry. And their tears mix with the waters and the berries. <laughs> Are the berries important to this? Is this no is this part of it? Um, and then yeah, there's a big brilliant light in the sky. I was so confused at this point. I was like, did Pokemon just straight up get super religious? <laughs> with this golden billowing light coming out of the sky. And it radiates through the entire forest. And an army of Celebes. Are they time-traveling Celebes? Is that how they get here? That's a great question. Are yeah. they just uh, the I, other versions of that same Celebi from other parts of time? Oh, I like that idea. Like, because that's <laughs> like, what I thought it was. But then self-healing Celebi. Yeah, like they have to. They know that they have to show up at a certain place in time to resurrect themselves, because otherwise, but that's its own time paradox, right? Because it's like yes. Who is who is healing? Who is originally healing the Celebi the first time? Yeah, that's a wild idea. Uh, <laughs> that's where the cell, the Celebi that was supposed to be in the Zerud movie is here this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just one pink one. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but also, but that conflicts with what the people actually say. Like the village elder is like, oh, its brothers and sisters have showed up too. Okay, so okay. but but that's. I'm choosing not to believe that. I'm choosing to oh. believe my own canon because how would she know that? What the fuck would she know about Celebes yeah. and time travel? She's lived yeah, you don't in a know forest. Anything. Old lady who's lived in Celebi forest your entire <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, she li- literally lives in a tree. There's no running water, electricity, or any shit. What she know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, a, a myriad of Celebes burst into existence and save this one. And uh, turns out they're all of the things that they set up the crying in the first movie the berries and the healing waters none of that means shit in this movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> like even though it's all been set up before and should seemingly play out right like it should have uh historical context that gives it meaning in this movie none of it means anything yeah because we'll just we'll just use time travel yeah we just have time traveling uh, magical healing pokemon plant fairies yeah um but yeah, with Celebi healed, uh, the Marauder's still out there, right? Yeah, but he gets uh, the the people from the village kind of corner him, and with the help of the Forest Pokemon, kind of trap him and seemingly threaten to kill him. <laughs> yeah, or to leave him to die with the wild Pokemon. Yeah, which you know, I mean that dude literally subverted the will of all these sentient beings yeah that's just <laughs> Maybe he deserves it. yeah um but they they leave him with a bunch of pokemon uh then celebi somehow communicates that it can teleport sam back in time yeah um which everybody's excited about and ash says something that i think is complete bullshit unless <laughs> Unless he goes in, if if Sam goes back in time, Ash says, I'm sure, I'm so sure we will see you again. And then I guarantee you in this series, we never see him again. <laughs> we never see him ever again. Uh-huh. Uh, but Celebi takes him back in time 
and then ash starts crying and that is the like emotional hook sinking in from all their friendship before is yeah their friendship of just 24 fucking hours (laughs) yeah well you could bond with somebody you feel that strong connection I guess. Especially when you're 10. Think about, like, you ever go to camp or anything? Mm, mm, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever cried at the end of camp, but I definitely felt like, man, that friend I made for this whole week, like, I'll never see them again now. Like, we'll say we're going to write. We'll say we're going to call. We never do. It never happens. Uh, and time travel makes it that much harder. Um, yeah. What's their, ha- what's their mailing address? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right here, 40 years ago. Um. Did your version of the movie do a strange thing that when the Sam teleports back in time, uh, the language is completely dubbed differently? No. Okay. I wondered if that was maybe my version. My perfectly legal, fully <laughs> <laughs> correct version. Not when he was back in time at the beginning of the movie, but everything from the point that he goes back till the end of the movie is in another language oh <laughs> i don't know why not the current day stuff exclusively the past sam stuff is all dubbed in another language and he's like talking to the girl um do you not have this in your version you're no. looking at me no there is okay, no part so that's where probably he... why okay yeah yeah there, there is just like a a little back in time like talk to the talk it's like i mean that's really all it is it's like a single scene of like oh i've had a quite a journey and uh or i think i actually i think what he says in the subtitles is i i had the strangest dream or something like that <laughs> that you're gonna be like i had quite the time yeah <laughs> i had the time of my life <laughs> yeah this is sunglasses explosion <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no yeah he just tells her it's a dream and then it like goes back but it's this weird like standout moment because it is in another language and it's like wh- why all of a sudden is the past speaking a different language has something changed is that pokemon war we yeah. talked about last episode has it changed the national language of the johto region right it's 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 a butterfly effect or uh oh, yeah. a, a sound of thunder but somehow reverberating into the past <laughs> yeah yeah uh we get a little bit of jesse james hanging out and the uh, tyranitar attacks them in the water um do we have anything else before the credits roll um i mean there's the big reveal you can tell us how that's a big reveal because it felt very small to me oh, okay <laughs> um so they go back to the same payphone that they were talking to professor oak with before and they call him up and they tell him all about their adventures and he's like whoa sounds like you had a really cool time and it's like yeah professor it was a fun time we met a bunch of new pokemon and friends or whatever and then like okay i'm gonna stop you not in my version. Okay. That's yeah. I, totally was, I, was getting, I was getting that impression. Yeah. Um, <laughs> totally different. Ash is kind of like despondent and quiet. And Professor Oak's like, why are you quiet? And he's like, well, you know, I made a friend and, but I can't, I can't see him anymore. And I don't know. I just, just kind of miss him, I guess. And Professor Oak's like, oh, don't worry about it. Ash, I'm sure you'll see Sammy again some other time. And Ash is like, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. And then they leave uh, to catch the ferry back. And then Misty's like, hey, wait a second. We never told Professor Oak his name. And then they just chalk it up to like, Professor Oak, he's so smart. He just, he knows everything. And then they go and run into the ferry. 
Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's something. Mm-hmm. Is he Sam Oak? Yeah. The mind blow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I was talking shit. <laughs> I was saying they'll never see him again. I thought like, wow, Nick's really picking up on doing a podcast. He's like purposely feigning ignorance so that the reveal at the end will be really cool. 100% it's not in my version. Holy shit. So there is a hint to it in my version, which honestly, I wasn't even like smart enough to pick up until now I can confirm it. So in my version, it just goes straight to credits. Like after they... After they send him back in time, we get the little moment with him back in time. Then we get um, Jesse and James and Meowth in the water. Then we get the the normal group like saying their goodbyes and walking off. And then sun, you know, I think there's a narrator and then like fade to black. And then the closing music starts up and uh, credits are rolling. And we go to Professor Oak, who is in his like library study of his lab like vacuuming and he's got his assistant there and his assistant is unpacking boxes of books and one pile of books falls over and it is the journal Mm -hmm. from earlier in the movie sketchbook yeah the sketchbook and he like looks at it and like looks at some of the pictures and closes it up and puts it back up on the shelf and in my head at the time i wasn't sure if it was meant to be linking to professor oak like I'm so stupid. <laughs> he killed Sam and stole his sketchbook. No, I, I, he's got so many books. Maybe he just collected the sketchbook as a historical artifact of some kind. It makes so much more sense that it is Sam Oak. Yeah, and I'm an idiot. Well, and it's <laughs> but, much more direct. Did, it's much more direct yes. in mind because well, not yes. only that, but then it also cuts back to Professor Oak's lab, and he is just sitting like at his desk with the sketchbook and he opens it up. He opens it up to the page with the drawing of Pikachu and Celebi and it's all like faded and water stained. And he's like, feels like it was only yesterday. That's very direct. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing with that one is direct. Whereas mine is this very subtle hint. Yeah. Not very subtle hint, but a subtle or subtle. Yeah. (laughs) Subtle enough that I missed it. All right. Well, that's lovely. Yeah, that fucking. <laughs> that's why I was like in the Discord chat, like, "Holy fuck, this ending!" Like, because Professor Oak's first name. Um, I mean, now it's canonically Professor, as we've established in this episode. But, <laughs> yeah. but before that, it was canonically Sam. Like his name is Samuel Oak. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought that was cool. I was like, I didn't even piece that together. All right. Well, that gives a little more meaning to that. Yeah yeah that like it it, like that unfortunately like forgave everything else in this movie in my head (laughs) i was like now it's a wonderful film yeah i mean i still gave it two stars in litterbox but okay (laughs) (laughs) i i do like it more in retrospect with that information filled in though that is is a nice little bit of continuity but let's okay let's talk about time paradoxes for a second here yeah so So (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's interesting the girl knows that the boy disappeared yes right the nose sam disappeared Uh uh-huh but professor oak still exists he persists in the future so the version of sam that eventually goes back must know (laughs) must know that he 
uh wait hold on yeah so kid kid sam either purposefully or accidentally avoided running into that woman again so that when over the course of the next 40 years she is convinced that he went missing yeah even though in my version he directly has a uh, uh, you know he he shows back up in the forest and talks to her right and tells her he had this dream so after that dream he disappears again (laughs) (laughs) it's the only logical answer there or he just breaks the universe in yours which is why they don't yeah uh, they re-edited it so mine's the canonical one the one i watched yeah yeah that might be correct um interesting so how come professor oak i guess he wouldn't take celebi out of that forest if celebi is the voice of the forest he wouldn't be like i'm going to become a professor and do pokemon studies and you're going to come work with me in my lab well i mean how would he make celebi go with him like celebi make him but they're like bonded right like the way pikachu and ash are i mean i don't think it's the same i don't think it's the same amount i don't think it's to that intensity i think it's just like sure i am i am friends with the the spirit of this forest and now the spirit of this forest is going to go off and i'm going to right return home and purposefully avoid this woman (laughs) so that she can think i've I've been missing also i can't get my sketchbook i guess because she holds on to my sketchbook so wait how does he get the sketchbook right that doesn't work he can't have the sketchbook and she has the sketchbook because she does break it out at the like dinner table unless unless whoa it's an 80 year old sketchbook yeah there are two sketchbooks right because well, there's the one he leaves in the past and then there's that duplicate version that's aged 40 years that she gives to him again and then he takes it back to the past now yeah. there's two right he carries that one forward in time as right. an old man yes so that's an 80 year old sketchbook that old man professor oak has they thought and of a 40 year old sketchbook that yeah okay all right so did this woman that found this missing sketchbook just not report to the police or anything because <laughs> yeah. this kid there still was exists a boy in my forest <laughs> and now he's gone i'll take his sketchbook they like call up his parents is like we think your son's missing and then she just kind of like looks over her shoulder and it's just kid sam oak just eating cereal <laughs> or something she's like yeah, yeah okay yeah oh that's terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> hangs up officer jenny on the other end like terrible mother doesn't give a shit that her kid's missing yeah what a weird okay so so that does work that tracks the sketchbook yeah. is the sketchbook. checked box yeah lockdown if we assume the avoiding of elderly woman young elderly woman <laughs> assume he avoids her because he's just an asshole who wanted to like maintain a story um that works huh okay it's not a paradox cool <laughs> you did it finally the perfect time it. travel movie yeah all suck right. it looper ten, 10 out of 10 <laughs> best pokemon movie the perfect film yeah all right well overall how'd you feel nick you know is is improved by the ending for sure improved by understanding the ending in a, in a dramatic way i still do think it's an easy movie to like zone out of it is the one that you reached out to me while you were watching and said i just realized something i don't care about anything <laughs> i was struggling i was struggling in the middle of that because like yeah, yeah just every, like just all the way down you had team rocket being team rocket you had the fucking healing waters you had just like a very you know 
stereotypical villain you had a narrative arc that like you could see where it was going a mile away like the twists mm-hmm. and turns in it is what made it interesting but they were very minor like they didn't like the the professor oak revelation does not contribute to the plot it's just that's pretty cool like that's cool yeah. that professor oak has had this long-standing kinship with ash and like i don't yeah. know there's, there's meaning behind that but like it doesn't add anything to the actual story that was told beforehand yeah i it's it's an interesting thing that like so many years of ash's journey have passed for the audience but he's still 10 so really it's been less than a year so professor oak is like someday i'm gonna need this little boy to help me fight a terrorist (laughs) with a giant death robot um and when that happens, I better make sure he's ready. So I'm going to give him this Pikachu. That hates and I'm going to send him originally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, everything's going according to plan. <laughs> yeah. It's just like Doc Brown, like having to like hold on to information in Back to the Future or whatever and not like spill it to to Marty. Yeah. Yes. It's very much that. All right. It's an okay movie. It's fun. It, it's an okay movie. It m- makes me want so many Oops All Berries, Crunch Berries boxes right now. I'm going to be se- seeking those out until our next episode. Hey, what are we doing next time well, on Tract Mode? Next time on Tract Mode, Nick, we're going to watch a movie featuring everyone's favorite video game character, Superman. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. No, yeah. it's not. I we we've gone back and forth on this. Mm-hmm. I maintain that calling this a video game movie is a crime. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you have done a crime, and you are inflicting that crime upon me and our audience. I'm over here doing crimes. Yes, it is not a video game movie to take a story that exists in the comics and make an animated adaptation of that story but calling it an animated adaptation of the video game that is doing a story that exists in the comics and in the, by the way, there's been an animated adaptation of this story before as well. Oh shit. Uh, Add that to the list. Hold on. No, (laughs) it's TV. It doesn't count anyway. Uh, uh, So like to me, this is a comic book movie and in some part of me is like, well, it'll be a welcome retreat to do something that is a comic book movie instead of, a video game movie but i i am angry and i want you to know it and everyone else as well all right your anger has been registered and thoroughly ignored um, yes I, I i think i mean it is it was a video game first the specific plot the injustice plot based off of the fighting games that netherrealm makes was a video game first and then they made a comic book adaptation of it or but a, pr- all a prequel the concepts the only difference for the video game is batman gives everybody superpowers so they can punch superman like the concepts are all in the dc comics way to spoil the movie nick it's a video game adaptation (laughs) i don't know what's going to be in the movie but that's like the only difference really also it's a fighting game movie but not a fighting game (laughs) oh it technically is movie (sighs) it's wild to think about so angry Everything about this makes me sad. (laughs) Well, while Nick recovers, we'll see you next time for Injustice.